I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Whew, man, if, 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 if I had time enough to tell the whole trip, the whole journey, man, y'all would be sitting up in there going, okay, Steve, are we going to play the show this week? But, man, it's been a, a, a lot of amazing things has has uh, happened to me over the years. Um and and not all of them good. It's been some amazingly bad things that have happened too. But I just come on in the morning as a reminder to everybody of 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 the actual goodness of God. That you know, man, that these mistakes that you're making, that these setbacks that you keep having, that these falls that keep occurring in your life that they all are leading you somewhere if you just don't ever give up. That's the key. You can never, ever give up because you don't know how the trip has been laid out for you. You know, if somebody had told me years ago when I had the dream of being on TV and then I thought about being a, one, of, uh, one of the best comedians I could be, you know, when, when, I, when I started, if somebody had told me Everything that was going to have to happen in order for me to get there, I would have changed it. I would have. I would have said, okay, well, I ain't going to be that. How about this? See, and, and no one can know all of the events of their life ahead of time. You know, it would be so nice, wouldn't it, you know, to prepare for it, see it coming, be aware of the haters, Always knowing when the backstabbing moment is coming in your life. 
always knowing when you're going to get blindsided by the enemy. It would be really great to know that, wouldn't it? Well, that's not how it works. So, since no one knows exactly the challenges and the pitfalls and the detours that's going to beset them, it's, it's, it's imperative that you just don't give up. Because, see, knowing these things, we as human beings, by nature, would choose another route. But it ain't the route God got for you, though. See, the route God got for you, if, you, if you're trying to do the right thing, if you're doing the best you can, if you ain't out here just intentionally just messing over folks, if you're using faith, and that's the belief in things that you cannot see, if you have something on the inside of you to keep saying there's got to be more to life than that, then that's, that's you. You, my friend, have a great chance here. And if you've ever had that feeling and gave up on it, just get it back. Just ask for it back. Just say, hey, man, I'm getting back to the way I used to be. Because there's a change that's available in your life, but you got to take it. You got to take a shot at it, folks. There's a chance for you to get it right, but you got to take a shot at it, folks. There's a chance for you to turn this whole thing around with God's help, but you got to take a shot at it. You. See, this decision is yours. The decision to lay down and give up, that's yours. It ain't it just got too hard for me, life too much. Man, life hard and too much for everybody. What I got to get you to see, my father used to always tell me, he said, son, best lessons in life, the one you'll value and learn the most is a bought lesson. I didn't quite understand that being young, but I sure got it now. Ain't no lesson like a bought lesson, the one you pay for. Those are the ones that hold to you, that stick to you, that, that, that start turning you into who you're going to be. Those are the character builders. See, um, you got to be forged to get to where you want to go in life. See, that's what the challenges and missteps is for. That's what the failing is about. Now, I know you don't like it. I didn't. I know you're not comfortable with it. I wouldn't. I know you wish it was over sooner than later. I always do. I always want it to be over sooner than later because the later, man, it just seems like it's so much I got to go through. But let me tell you something, man. If you can if you can forge your way through it and understand that you are forged in life. I don't know. I was on TBN one time when I was doing one of my motivational uh, speeches and I began to wonder about this experience I had at Ford Motor Company and um my last job after the auto industry started going down, my last job was in the foundry. And my job was to stand at the end almost where the uh, engines first come out of the furnace. See, the engines are poured into a mold, a hot, melted down metal, whatever they call it, lava, whatever. They pour it into a mold, and it goes into this furnace that's extremely hot. And my job was... After the heat was applied to the engine block, it would come through and it, it would go through a hardening stage. But the way it was hardening, they would cool it suddenly. They would flush it with water. It would just blast water on it. But the fire and the high temperature is what made the engine block solidify. It's Because it's got to get real hot, get melted down first. Then it's got to get poured into a mold. Then it's got to be pressure 
hit with water and all of this. And then it, and it's real hot now. It's still hot, even though this water been shot up. But when it comes out the end of the side, there's a lot of flashing in it. The flashing is metal from that to drip through the cast uh, molding on it, just like flecks of extra pieces of metal. My job was to hit this engine block in the front with this huge, heavy rubber mallet, knock all the flashing off the front, and when it came around back, to bam, hit it real hard again on the backside. And that became the core of what the car is. A car without a great engine is nothing. It's just a pretty-looking vehicle over there. But if it can't do what it was made to do because the engine blocked and cracked. So you can have a car look real good, but if it freezes, the engine block cracked, you, your car, you could, it's, it's over, man. You got to get a new block. The block is the core. But in order for, you, for the car to do what it's got to do, it's got to have a strong engine in it. In order for the engine to be strong, it's got to be forged in steel, come through fire, get poured in a mold, cooled off, heated, knocked around, beat on the front end, beat on the back end in order for it to be what it's going to be. The moral of the story, folks, is you got to get forged in fire to be what you're going to be. You got to get beat up. You got to get pressure washed. You got to have heat on you. You got to get melted down. You got to get poured into a mold. That's how you become who you are. So the tough things that you're going through, the difficult challenges and the setbacks. I know a brother who went to prison, man, and and the whole reason he ended up going to prison because he was looking out the window, looking out in the yard at him working out. And then the next thing you know, man, this brother decided that he was going to go out there and work out. Well, guess what? He's one of the top trainers in country today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Today's show, I have decided to dedicate it to dedicate to a very, very special and rare breed of people. Today's show is dedicated to pet owners, but only pet owners who have monkeys. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, dogs, what? cats. I ain't talking to y'all. Fish, nope, <laughs> nope. I ain't. Only if you got a monkey. This show is for you. I know nobody ever talked to y'all, but today we decided we're talking to the people that's gotten monkeys. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, Shirley Strawberry. Well, I'm I'm out. I don't have one. Uh, hey, Steve. No, Carla Pharrell. Me neither. What's happening? Morning. Are <laughs> oh, we going to go down list, Junior? Morning, Unc. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Got a monkey? Nope. Never had All one. That's right. what I thought. Nephew Tommy. Yeah, yay. Back up in the building. No monkeys. Hey, man. Hey, ju- hey yesterday, Tommy, uh, the girls asked me why I wasn't playing in your in your uh, really great benefit golf tournament that you do miles for giving. And they were asking me why I wasn't invited to the, why I didn't play in the golf tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what I told them? What? Because I wasn't invited to play in the golf tournament. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. And True statement. Yeah. And then True really statement, ladies. Up. And y'all thought I was lying, but here he is today. I did not get an invitation to play in my nephew's golf tournament. Right. Ladies. And then he went around the room. You're right, Steve, and asked all of us and. We all had to admit that not none of us were invited to your golf. Wow, well, Junior, you didn't get invited. Uh, I had talked to him on Friday and didn't get invited. Oh, Junior, I knew you wasn't it. going. Junior, I knew you wasn't going. 
You, you're not invited. No, what else? You, 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 you fell know. off the list about damn near a year ago. <laughs> Carla, you didn't go? No, mm. I wasn't invited. Oh, Lord. So, and then, Tommy, we heard that you had the big uh, dinner reception Uh the day before the golf tournament out at the Chateau. Yep. And What? I I, I ain't never been to the Chateau. What? Y'all been to the Chateau. Wait a minute. Hold up, uh, Steve. No, not everybody Mm -hmm. on the show been to the Chateau. You guys are, are this is your (sighs) nephew. Mm -mm. Oh, God. Surely, no. I ain't never been to the Chateau. Oh, Tommy. Tommy, and as your yeah. friend, as your friend, he has friend, not been Tommy. to Houston. He has not come to Houston. Have you so I got invited to be in, him? Hey, Shirley. So I got to be in Houston to come to his house. Apparently, <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Steve. Well, apparently well, so. Well, well, randomly, hey, Shirley. Wow. Shirely, yeah. uh-huh. Shirley, like I ain't got plane money to get yeah. to Houston. Right. But, but I'm or a say, plane. You can make it to Botswana, but Houston way or reach. Bam. <laughs> Ooh, Going to Dubai, ooh. bam. Ghana, bam. Joe Bird, Last bam. time he was in Houston, he dropped me off in his private jet and kept going. What that got to do with the damn <laughs> golf tournament? <laughs> yeah. He going on what you I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, listen, guys. Coming up at 32 after the hour, Steve, you'll be interested Rich in this. laugh out the back of their throat. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be interested in this, Steve. Eddie Murphy is now cringing about the jokes he told in his comedy special, Raw. We're going to talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for something funny. Uh, or maybe not. Um Well, what made us laugh back in the 1980s makes Eddie Murphy, Steve, cringe now. That's what he told the New York Times about his uh, comedy special, Raw, that we all loved. Eddie says, I was a young guy processing a broken heart. You know, kind of an (laughs) A-blank. Eddie explained, calling it a bit much. Of course, the 1987 comedy special grossed $50 million in movie theaters. And a lot of comedians, including ex, um, er, um, Eddie's early stand-up, was often laced with racial uh, gender. You know that. Um, Eddie even joked about the AIDS epidemic, and now he calls those jokes ignorant. He apologized for it years ago and has no plans to revisit it in his upcoming return to stand-up. Eddie Murphy's latest film, Dolomite Is My Name, opens Friday, and he'll host Saturday Night Live on December 21st. Can't wait for that. In addition to Coming to America 2, which will also feature Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Sherry Headley, Wesley Snipes, Tracy Morgan, Leslie Jones, that hits theaters next year. So what do you think about that, Steve? I mean, you know, I understand that. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of us... It was it was a different climate back then, yeah. you know. Like totally I was saying different. the other day, yeah. in 1985, guys were doing AIDS jokes, and it was acceptable because no one understood it back then. And as crude as it appears now, back then people in the audience they were laughing. It was not as sensitive as it is today. I don't know of a comedian who hasn't told a joke that they are the person they are today would never say a thing like that. That's what hurt Kevin Hart yeah. with the, right. uh, the Oscars. whole Oscar thing. Mm-hmm. Kevin said something years ago yeah. in a tweet that cost him his dream gig of hosting the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I, now, what I do not like 
is when we go back to a person's past and make them pay today for a past uh, mistake. Yeah. That's not fair. People change. People change. People they evolve. Grow. Yes. Yep. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. That's what life is all about. Growing and changing and becoming responsible I'm going to tell you something, and man. Sure. Uh-huh. And, you um, know, look, man, that's crude. But when a person grows up and changes, do we forever have to hold them to their past? It seems so nowadays, Steve, because of the Internet. It, it will live forever on the Internet. And you it can does always, not die. Yeah, you can always Google them yeah. and, and look it up and find it, you know, and find a reason you know, to cancel them, to cancel their career and stuff, because we live in that yeah, kind that of cancel good. culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I'm in full agreement of that, because people have the right to grow up. They, they change. If okay. if you could be held accountable for everything you did at 18, who who would be working today? Well, I wouldn't be on Nobody. this show. Oh no, no we wouldn't oh, be on this show. And so, yeah, what what kills me, though, is we get so self-righteous with other people, not realizing that because we're not in a governorship or in politics or in entertainment or in sports or or a CEO of a corporation, that we haven't done something that if they only knew. Right. And then it, it, it makes things like uh, apologizing and forgiving uh, I mean, what are those? What are those for? For times like these, when people make mistakes, they apologize and they move sincerely from the heart and forgive and they move on. We don't even give a person now the opportunity to apologize and continue to live his life. Or we we are so unforgiving as a culture as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, we don't unforgiving do, we just, society. Yeah, we just don't do it. We do not do that, and it, it's a shame. It really, really is. Yeah. It's, so it's let me ask you a question, though, Steve. So you talked about the governor, uh, Ralph Northam of Virginia, mm-hmm. with his yearbook picture, people dug up at the blackface. And then right. you remember last week we were talking about the uh, prime minister of Canada who, you know, he wore the blackface multiple times. Right. You remember how they kept right. saying they found a picture of him doing it again and again. What about a person that does that that, that kind of offends people over and over with the same thing? From the Look, past. here's the deal. If you do something that offends people and they bring it to your attention and you do it again, but then That's again, there are people, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that there are people who've done things more than once thinking it's funny without really even realizing what they've done and you do it again. Or, see, I'm going to tell you, man, when you travel in a certain circle where it's acceptable and thought of as funny, it's no harm, no foul. Right. We have a president I was just... that has grown mm-hmm. up in that world that where you can call women Pocahontas, where you can, where you've never seen a person taken from a family before. So you don't care that these Latinos get separated from their children. You don't know what it feels like to be a four-year-old and you and, and ISIS done picked up your parents and now nobody's picking you up from school. That, that, that's, that, yeah. that's inhumane behavior towards a child. But if you've never been in that circle and experienced it, you don't know. It's like Donald Trump once made the statement when they were talking about, they asked him, they said, why won't you ever 
make housing for poor people. You know what his response was? Rich people need somewhere to live too. That was his response. Donald Trump said, rich people need somewhere to live too. Wait a minute. This is the guy that you all elected to govern a country where the masses of people are not rich. And you picked a guy who's never been nothing but rich to govern a world and a country of people and the predominant people are not rich. That's that's crazy. What made Obama effective was he was a greater servant, which made him a great leader. Mm. Now all Donald Trump trying to do is take away everything he's ever done to make himself look like a good president. He's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coming up, uh, nephew Tommy's run that prank back. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, guys, in entertainment news, R. Kelly says he wants out of jail because his health is failing. And uh, we'll also tell you about... Yeah, I'll kill you. My yeah. cousin won't out of jail. <laughs> my uncle won't out. No, you everybody better. I know, my partner Willie won't out. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, Butchie won't out. Everybody won't out. You better get everybody the song. Donald won't out. Also, Steve, Stacey Dash is in the news for uh, her domestic violence arrest. We'll talk about that. But right now... She beat somebody? Yeah. Wow. Right now... Nephew Tommy is here. I never knew Stacy would run that prank back. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Stacy dance with somebody. Else? Her husband. What? Oh, you know that's you know that's big now. What? What is? But but it's more to the story. Yeah. It's a, it's a serious part to the story as well. Okay, well so, I ain't her, her defense. Check, so. <laughs> I ain't heard the check, so this joke I'm doing, I'm yeah. going with. You go with the information you yeah. got. Based on just the initial line you said, uh, Stacey yeah, Dash the, is in for domestic violence. I'm yeah. thinking Stacey Dash whooping people ass now. Now if there's more to this story. Let let I wait here. Yeah, that right was just now. a tease, Steve. Yeah, right, now that, you're, that right now you're clueless. Wrote this joke, and right now I'm clueless. Clueless. That's the movie <laughs> she starred in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why you said. All right, nephew. I know, <laughs> nephew. What you got for us? All right, let's get it together. Everybody needs to do it. It's that time. Your funeral arrangement. Let's go here. Your funeral arrangements. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach a Miss Diane. Please. Uh, she's not in at the moment. I'll take a message, please. My name is John. John, I'm actually the funeral director here at Funeral Home. Ms. Diane came in earlier today and, and uh, tried to get the arrangements set. First of all, I want to say my condolences to you all and your entire family for what you're going through. She, she filled out some paperwork here, and I wanted to make sure I got everything actually correct. Uh, I'm a little not sure on what she wants on the actual tombstone. I... I don't know if she wants Rob or or Robert. Are, are you are you oh. one of the members that may be able to tell me exactly what she would want on oh, the oh, on the oh, 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 I am. I, I'm Robert. I'm, what's, this, what's this all about? She came here this morning. What, what, what you talking about? Okay, hold on a second, sir. You you who? I am Robert. Rob, Robert, that's me. Okay, and okay, is there Robert Senior or or, or? Well, Junior is just a child. I'm Robin That's who I am. Junior the child. Neither one of us did. We're healthy. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. Oh, my God. All right. I don't. Okay. Hang on a second, sir. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Diane, Miss Diane, Miss Sir, Miss Diane is your wife. Yeah, Diane is my wife. You sure you got the right Diane? You sure? Oh, uh, sure well, well she, right she, she 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 came in uh, this morning, uh, maybe five five. Uh, what mm-hmm. salt and pepper hair, shoulder mm-hmm. length, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a medium brown complexion. Mhm. What what kind of car she was she driving? Did you see the car? Did you see the car or something? Uh, it seemed like it was a uh, some type of uh, was it a Camry? I think. Yeah, that's her. I mean, what happened? Tell me, actually, tell me what happened this morning. She came in and said, "What to you?" She came in. Mister, why, 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 why don't I call back when Miss Diane is there uh, and we can? Don't call back. You know, tell me now, right now. I need to know what the is going on. My wife wants to me she want to have a funeral for me, and you want to tell me you want to call me. Let her know, tell me now, sir. All I know is, is, is Miss Diane came in. The paperwork was a little. I was just coming reevaluating you know, what I what I what I, what, I, what was written here. It wasn't right. I mean, she came in. She she picked out the casket. She did everything that she was supposed to. Casket, casket, bro, bro. This right here, bro. I don't understand. I don't really understand what's going on. But I'm gonna find out later on. I'm going to find Sir, out. I, 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 I don't understand. I, I've, I've never been in a, I've never been in a situation like this. Okay, so you about to get in a situation. Maybe I need to call back when Miss Diane gets there. Man, okay. I said I need to talk to you now. She get here at six o'clock. Don't worry about that. Where you at anyway? What's your name again? Where you at? I'm, 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 I'm John. Sir, I'm the, I'm the uh, funeral home uh-huh. director. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you might be, you might be making some funeral rain for her too. I might need to switch names and put her name on there. Okay, sir. But guess what? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Sir, sir. Six o'clock. Sir, you going to be sir, there? Sir, a, a, a funeral is a very yeah. serious thing, sir. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're not so serious, bro. Look, you, my wife is coming. She's trying to marry me. Me. I'm Rob. What name you got on the paper? Rob. Uh, yeah, right? it's, 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 it's Rob or Robert, whichever one. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I, I won't. I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't know. We ain't even been beefing. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even argue. We had a little light <laughs> argument last week by a little light bill, some little <laughs> like that. But <laughs> you gonna have a funeral for me? Okay. Man, this gonna make no <laughs> sense. I tell you like this, sir. They got the right <laughs> now. You got the right one. I tell you, man. I'm not <laughs> around. Watch. Watch sir, what happens. Sir, Mr. 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 Can I? Can I? Can I? I mean, since I have you on the phone, is it? Is, can I ask you what? what? Is it all right if I ask you something, sir? Man, what the you want to ask me, bro? I mean, since since it is your funeral, would you would you like the light blue lining or the white lining in, inside the, on the inside? Oh, come on, cat. You play on me, right? Now you now you trying me. Now if I come down there and swing on your, you won't like it. They're gonna be two funerals. You and her. Keep on now. You gonna pick your own lining. Oh, oh, man, I'm out here busting my like a twelve-hour shift. All I said, I'll cut a little bit. Of Lights off around here. Gonna keep the bill down. But she was saying, "Huh, around here." Sir, sir, hello, sir. The three lights on, lights on, lights, lights. Now a funeral? Come on, man. Boy, I swear to God. Okay, okay. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I tell you what else your wife told me when she was here? What? What else she told you? I need to know. Anyway, I need to know. Tell me. Go ahead, tell me. Well, she told me to tell you exactly who I was. What? Who is you? I'm. 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 I'm sorry. Who are you, sir? You're the funeral director. I'm not. Yeah, okay. I'm not John. I'm not John from the funeral home. You better be. You better tell me you nobody else. Not no. 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 no none of. You talking about the funeral? <laughs> this is. This right here. 
his nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Your wife Diane got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Hello, Mister. <laughs> 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 I swear, boy. I swear, y'all ain't. Some boy, boy. <laughs> y'all play too much, man. Y'all just stop playing on people's phones, man. Oh, for real, man. Y'all need to cut this out. Tell that to you. I say, hey, man, look here, bro. Big Daddy need a suit, man. Say, I'm 58. I need all that. I need all that shoes, sock, hat, all that. All right, man. Hat, suit, hat. Hey, let me ask you, Mr. Lim. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> is it classic? I just need to know, is it classic? Oh, man. You know what you missed while you were at your golf tournament? What? <laughs> Jay Anthony Brown doing Nephew Tommy. Oh, <laughs> God. Tommy. Tell him about Boy. it, Steve. Huh? <laughs> huh? He was like, oh, really? Oh, really? oh, he was doing uh-huh. you, buddy. The president. Oh, the president. <laughs> All right, coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment (laughs) news and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time for entertainment news, guys. Um, Hold on, let me do this right here. Do you know, Tommy, how bad Jay was talking about you yesterday? Oh, yeah. Was was it that bad? Yeah, we just told you earlier what he was doing, yeah. Boy, he was doing, you said, huh? (laughs) Huh? Did I do it? Huh? He said, man, what's the matter? Tommy can't hear. And then he said, ah, cha-cha-cha-cha. Yeah. <laughs> he said it slowly. Boy, he said it slowly. Ah, cha-cha-cha-cha. Yeah. He gave Junior a run for his money, let's just say, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. He Tommy, president and CEO. No, no he's going to be impeached what is as, Tommy, as, as the president. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to some entertainment news. R. Kelly says he wants out of jail. He says he wants out because his health is failing, guys. Um, R. is back uh, in court. He's going back to court for a second try at getting out, pending his various trials, claiming his health has been compromised behind bars. Uh, Who in there don't want out, though? (laughs) Exactly. His lawyers just filed a new uh, legal doc uh, obtained by uh, TMZ in which... They outline his various medical issues, including numbness in one of his hands, anxiety, and an untreated hernia. Our uh, lawyer, Steve Greenberg, claims that uh, Robert is not receiving adequate medical treatment in jail and calls the conditions of his confinement stifling. Yeah, I, I believe that. I, be, I believe what he's saying is true. But let me share a couple things. Okay. Go down the list of his symptoms again. Oh, his hand, um, uh, numbness in his hand. I've been to jail. In one of his hands. I've been to jail. My hand was numb because I was sitting on it all night. Okay. That's Uh, happened to me. Next symptom. Anxiety, Steve? (laughs) Anxiety. Everybody in jail is uh, got Uh anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. It's called jail. It's called jail. Everybody in there. Ain't nobody in there chilling. Yeah. Everybody in there got anxiety. What else he got? And an untreated hernia. What are you going to do about that? Hell yeah. Everybody got hernia. That's straining my ass off in there. Yeah, because yeah. I stayed in there for a weekend, and let me tell you something. I got a hernia because I got constipated because I didn't go to the bathroom because oh, it was over there in the I. corner, uh-huh. and I wasn't pulling my pants down in that corner because I was young. Oh. So I had a hernia when I got out and went home. I got my hernia at the house. 
Yeah. 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 Trying to go to the bathroom. You constipated, you're going to get a hernia if you really constipated. So, and now to say all that, oh, mm-hmm. and I understand where all coming from. Well, and, uh, you know, he, he also, you know, he lives with these two girlfriends. Uh, but only one of them is allowed to be on his visiting list, and after 90 days, he's required to switch. Now, he did confirm to TMZ the woman who is currently on the list is Azriel Clary, so Jocelyn Savage has to wait it out before she can visit him. Oh, she did. Oh, she just, had to, she just in the car outside. What'd he say? <laughs> <laughs> he asked about me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know nothing about this. And I'm like, I, I just found out a couple weeks ago that he was in jail. I didn't even know it. Well, I'm going to quickly get to the Stacey Dash story, Steve, before we run out of time. She was arrested for domestic violence in Florida over the weekend. According to TMZ, again, uh, law enforcement sources say that Stacey allegedly punched and slapped her husband, uh, attorney Jeffrey Marty, and uh, they saw scratches on his left arm. Stacy told the 911 operator that she had been assaulted by her husband. Uh, she claims the husband's 15-year-old daughter got in her face, and that started the whole situation. The couple has been married for a year. This is Stacy's yeah. yeah, fourth marriage. You got to whoop marriage. the 15-year-old ass. Mm-hmm. I still make an example out the 15-year-old. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she she said she was defending herself. Yeah, she was defending. Yeah, herself. that's what all yeah. of us do. That, that's how I, you yeah. know. Every fight I've been in, I've been defending myself. All right, let's move on, Steve. <laughs> Let, let's get to our headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Antrip. Okay, goodness. This is Antrip for the news, everybody. The official impeachment inquiry began in earnest yesterday on Capitol Hill. The House Intelligence Committee sent a subpoena to President Trump's personal lawyer, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, for documents related to the investigation. And yesterday's action comes after three committee chairs consulted with each other and sent a letter giving Giuliani until October 15th to turn over stuff. Materials which they say are about the, quote, the extent to which President Trump jeopardized national security by pressuring Ukrainian officials to interfere with our 2020 election. By the way, the New York Times now reports that Donald Trump asked Australia's Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, to help discredit the Mueller investigation. It's uh, Trump's alleged, that was about Trump's alleged collusion, if you remember, with the Russians to sway votes in his favor during the last presidential election. The Times says that he tried to get Australia's uh, prime minister to kind of discredit that uh, investigation. In Dallas, both sides have rested their cases in the trial of the former female police officer charged with essentially breaking into her upstairs neighbor's apartment and shooting him to death. Amber Geiger, who's white, claims she was too tired to realize that she'd entered her upstairs upstairs black neighbor's apartment when she murdered him. Her lawyers are insisting that she was standing her own ground. The prosecutors say that's ridiculous since it wasn't her apartment, but the judge has allowed that argument to go. It has not been reported whether Amber Geiger was ever given a breathalyzer test, by the way, by her colleagues that night. But she has since been fired from the force, given a job teaching people how to avoid dangerous situations. The prosecutor summed up her story by saying Geiger was caught in a lie during her testimony. And the prosecutor says, quote, most of what she said was garbage. Now a law in California that mandates that college athletes get paid. The bill is called the Fair Play to Pay Act. It was signed into law yesterday by Governor Gavin Newsom, who says college players will now have the right to make money off their names, image, and likenesses. It's going to change college sports for the better by having now the interests, finally, of the athletes on par with the interests of the institution. 
Sad news, internationally renowned opera singer Jesse Norman has died at age 74. Norman was born in the segregated South in September of 1945 and broke several color and other barriers, like becoming the youngest person to ever receive a Kennedy Center honor. She was nominated for 15 Grammys. She won four, and she was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award Grammy in 2006. Jesse Norman was 74. And finally, on the lighter side today, International African Diaspora Day. Recognize, recognize. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So maybe you're thinking about fall hair transformation. Listen, I want you to check out madison-reed.com. If you want multidimensional hair color, I'm talking vibrant, shiny, with natural-looking results, so you just want to cover up that stubborn gray like I do, check out madison-reed.com. And if you have any questions, you can get an expert personalized color consultation, or you can do like I did and take the color quiz at madison-reed.com. Get gorgeous hair color delivered to your door for less than $25, go to madison-reed.com. And Steve Harvey Morning Show listeners, we're going to give you 10% off plus free shipping, yes, on your first color kit with the code HARVEY. That's code HARVEY. All right, so during the closing arguments in Amber Geiger's murder trial, Assistant District Attorney Jason Fine said in closing arguments on yesterday that Geiger was an intruder in Botham John's home. This case is about accountability for unreasonable decisions. The prosecution told the jury, you 16 are the voice of the community. This cannot be allowed. It cannot be acceptable. Not here Who in Dallas. 16, Shirley? Well, the jury? 16. Yeah. Yeah. Are the voice of the community. Yeah. I thought it was 12. People. I thought it was 12, too. Yeah, but he said you 16. You 16. So. That's what he said. Yeah. And that's according to CBS News. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so he said, you 16 are the voice of the community. This cannot be allowed. It cannot be acceptable. Not here in Dallas, not here in Texas, not anywhere. However, Geiger's attorney, Toby Shook, uh, urged jurors not to base their decision on emotion. He says, you can't say, I feel so horrible for Botham Jean. I am going to make something happen. You can't use emotion when making your decision. The judge also ruled the jury can consider the Castle Doctrine during deliberations. Now, the Castle Doctrine is similar to the standard ground law. It allows a person to use or using force, even deadly force, in the protection of a home, vehicle, or other property if someone attempts to forcibly enter or remove an individual from the premises. No, that's not what happened here. The prosecution also reminded jurors that Geiger could see Botham Jean after opening his door, and Geiger wore a police uniform belt with tools on it, but she chose to use the most lethal weapon, a gun, and shoot him dead in his heart. While he got uh, a bowl of ice cream in his hand. Sitting down with a bowl of ice cream. Yeah. <sighs> she a lot of people are thinking she's going to get off, though, Steve. That, I'm really concerned twisted. about that it. That seems to be the sentiment, yeah. I'm really, really concerned yeah. about this. Yeah. I've seen acts of racism in this country many times before. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really concerned about this. I mean, it's a case to be concerned, you know, to, to have concern about. Even though he says don't use your emotions, you know, what he just wants them to look at the facts. Okay. That's what her yeah. attorney. Yeah, is her saying. attorney. Yeah, just, her defense attorney. If we look at the facts, yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah, walk in the man house. Yeah. You walked in the man house. Yeah, and it's just not enough 
to me to say I thought it was my apartment. That's I don't buy that yeah. argument. Yeah. I'm sorry. You killed a person for either. no reason. Yeah, it's not a no for reason. For no reason. Mm -hmm. He wasn't committing a crime. He wasn't in the act of anything. He didn't have a weapon. No. You <laughs> killed him for no reason. Yeah. Sitting on the couch eating ice cream and you shot him in All right. the heart. <clears throat> All right, we got to get out of here. If you want to comment on this story, go to Steve Harvey FM on Instagram or Facebook. Now, coming up at 34 after, Ice-T is defending his wife for breastfeeding. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, in trending parenting news, we'll call this, um, Ice-T's wife, Coco, Steve, you know Coco. We all know yeah. Coco. Yes. Yeah. yeah unapologetically now uh, takes pride in sharing with the world that she still breastfeeds her almost four-year-old daughter, Chanel. Uh, Coco shared a picture on Instagram that it's a mother calling to fulfill certain responsibilities, and that includes nursing. A lot of people have disagreeing opinions about breastfeeding an almost four-year-old. Ice-T responded and defended his wife. Take a listen, please. We were given uh, Coco a problem with the breastfeeding. Do you think I was just a little bit overblown? They, I make it like the baby only eats breastfeed. Kid does, every once in a while, you know what I'm saying, she wants to get close to her mom, so that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? She eats food. She eats cheeseburgers. <laughs> 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 he said she eats cheeseburgers. Yeah. Oh, this is iced tea. Anyway. Yeah, that was yeah. iced ice tea defending yes. Coco, uh, breastfeeding her four-year-old baby. That's what they're for. Yeah, she want to do. Yeah, that's what they are. We are. Yeah, that's why we have. You got that right. Now, is it yeah. publicly? That ain't publicly. Well, Does I mean, she matter? put out a picture on Instagram, so she made it public. She was on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, she was on a private uh, plane. <clears throat> but she shared the picture on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, she was on a yeah. private plane. Uh huh. But you can't do matter, that on though. Delta now. You can't do that. <laughs> you Delta can if you put the blanket over you or go Damn in the, sure can't or go do in the on, laboratory. Uh, Southwest. Southwest. No. Southwest. Not if they still got that seat that's facing. That is the most natural thing in the world, guys. Well, no, no, here, no, 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 here's yeah. the deal. All spirit, jokes aside. Yeah. No, okay. all jokes aside, <laughs> I don't uh -huh. care what a woman do with their child. It ain't your baby. Uh -huh. yeah. mm -mm. You do it the way you want to do it. And Steve, yeah. I was in O'Hare. This woman was breastfeeding her baby, and he could walk and talk, and she was breastfeeding her baby out not covered up. I saw her entire mm -hmm. breast, everything. Well, was did you see the uh, Time magazine? Yeah, I remember that. When cover. they had that woman, and that little boy was standing there. He was like eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, remember and that. he was just was standing there yeah. looking at the camera, just, just gnawing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, felt, I was offended. Yeah. I didn't know how to. I mean, you didn't know how to feel. It, you feel something. You feel some kind of way about it. You do. But because you know, we're in this society, we're just not, you know, it's not something that we do in public. Listen, I, if Ice T and Coco, he was the four. Those baby, Steve, with four, that, and that then he four. was four on Time yeah, Magazine. The other boy, the one you're talking he about. was four. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. boy with that short jean jacket on with them sneakers. What's <laughs> yes. four? The taller damn four-year-old I saw. <laughs> that was I mean, mean, he wasn't leaning up or nothing. They were standing there. He just turned and went at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was cover. at eye level. 
Yes. Well, let me tell you what. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I just a couple what? of ways I think that when you you're taking the breastfeeding too far. Okay. This is just a couple of things. If when the baby gets through, they take a napkin and pat their mouth dry. <laughs> I can't stand I think, you. I think that right there is time for this to stop right here. Yeah. If That's the baby sign. can stand there and unbutton your blouse <laughs> and then button it back up when uh-huh. he's through, uh-huh. I think we might be at the point where enough is enough. But is there a, a cutoff age, though, realistically? <laughs> if the baby no. can turn around and go, what the hell y'all looking at? Uh, I think that, uh, that, sounds like a grown that man. could be a cutoff point. That's yeah, all no, I'm no. saying. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Say, man, now if the baby is talking to the husband and you hear something like, say, man, get your own mama. (laughs) I think think it's probably time. With all that bass. But it is. Say, man, get your own mama. I do agree with Ice-T. It is a great way to bond for mother and baby to have that closeness and that bond. And for us as men, we really don't know what that is. Because I already know, you know. My right. grandson came out in the backyard today and was just talking to me, and I ain't even gonna talk to his little ass. Just walked off from him, didn't you? Yeah, just gone for him. I feel like this. Today. All right, look, coming up next, nephew in the building with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject I'm in too deep with this guy. But right now, nephew, right here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Well, bump and grind. Huh? Bump and grind. No relation to R. Kelly. Okay. Bump and grind. Oh, so, we're about to cancel this one. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Yeah, this is he. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Go ahead. Hey, hey listen. Um, turn the, hold on. Let me turn the radio down for a second. Go ahead. Hey, hey, listen, I live in, in uh, I live in an apartment building that you just moved into. Uh, I live in 21A, and you live above me uh, in 22A. Uh-huh. I actually got your number from the leasing office. I told him I wanted to welcome you to the apartment building, man, but uh, I, I didn't want to really raise no eyebrows, but I was really calling about, you know, you know, first of all, let me go ahead and say welcome to the building, man. I hope that you and your, your uh, is that your wife that lives with you? First of all, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. But uh, why would you need to have my number to do that? You could have just came and knocked on my door, man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, what the reason why, I mean, I really called and got the number was kind of reach out to you, man. I don't be wanting to start no trouble with nobody or nothing like that. I be wanting to, you know, I want my neighbors to be cool with me, and I want to be cool with my neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's cool. So I, I was reaching out, man, because, you know, the, the noise, man, I was, I'm, uh, I work at night, and I, I sleep during the day, man, but it seems like, since you guys moved in, man, in the middle of the day, it's, it's you know, I, I mean, I, I know what it's like to have a lady. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're hearing noises coming from my place in the middle of the day? Right, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hearing, I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm hearing you making love to your lady, man. I mean, it's... Nah, nah, man, nah, nah. You know what it is? You might be hearing something from another, another unit, man. It's definitely not coming from us, because I'm at work. And my, you know, my girl is there, but she's on the computer. You know, she's looking for a gig right now. Hello. Okay. 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 Wait a minute now. So you live in apartment twenty-two A, right? Yeah. Okay. See, I live in twenty-one A. Your your bedroom 
is above my bedroom. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. You telling me that you hearing noises that sound like somebody making love coming from my crib at this time of day, and I'm not there, and only my woman is there? Dude, man, you know, again, I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I, I appreciate you calling and, and, you know, neighbor and all that. 21A, you said you were, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, look, I mean, you called me, all right? So let's get to the bottom of this one time. You saying you hearing this. What kind of noise are you hearing exactly? Tell me. Hey, 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 you know what, man? This is probably just a big mistake. I mean, maybe she's just hanging some pictures or something, bro. I, hey, for, you know what? Let me know. No, 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 I apologize. Ain't no pictures, man. We ain't even brought no pictures yet. I mean, you calling me like you hear a jackhammer going off in my crib. What you talking about, man? Hey, hey, man. Listen, um, Marcus, I, uh, I apologize. I apologize. I'm, 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 you know, I'm. No, no, my man. You telling me I'm a man. You understand what I'm saying? I don't uh, know what you are, but I'm a man. No, I, 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 I understand. You calling me, telling me you hearing noises coming from my crib. Wait a minute, hold on. What the f 
Hey, please. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy got me to prank you, man. Oh, Wacomico, I, I, I will be close. there this weekend. <laughs> you was very close, Salisbury, Maryland. Wacomico Civic Center, and yeah, on. Yeah, talking about Junior Wacovia. That's a bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't say the other one. Which I, is I now thought that Wells Fargo. Yeah. Also on October fifth, it is the premiere date of Ready to Love, my second season on OWN, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central. You do not want to miss it. Come check us out. Tune in. 20 singles looking for love in the city of Atlanta. I am the host. I am the coach. I am the Cupid. I am the man. So y'all tune in. I'm very serious. I'm very, I'm very Cupid, smart on them. I'm very intelligent. You got to check me out. No, no stupidity at all. You, you lying. <laughs> that shut the room down right there. Yeah. yeah all well, right. You know you lying. All right. Uh, coming up uh, <laughs> right after this. Thank you, nephew. Uh, today's Strawberry Letter subject, I am in too deep with this guy. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter, okay? We could be reading your letter. Like, uh, like this one right here, right here, right now. All right. Buggle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, I'm in too deep with this guy. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been seeing a guy for eight months now, and our relationship is strictly sexual. When we first met, he told me that he has a girlfriend and that he lives in another state, uh, that he had no plans to break up with her, but she still, but she can't fulfill his needs when she's so far away. When we first met at a club and I would run into him at local parties, so um, we were bound to hook up sooner or later. Uh, we have, have sex often, and it's really good sex. I am the one who satisfies his sexual needs and desires while his girlfriend is away. I have a problem, though. When his girlfriend is in town, I often run into my guy and uh, his girlfriend in the club or at parties. I have to see him all up on her, dancing seductively and giving her public displays of affection right in front of me. It's becoming a real problem for me, and I have uh, realized that I'm catching feelings for this guy. I have 
started to question myself because his girlfriend is pretty and she has a great body, but so do I. I am also very well educated and I could easily be any man's prized possession. I recently turned 40 and I feel like it's time for me to stop playing games and get what I deserve. I feel like I deserve this guy and I no longer de desire to be his side chick. I have been hinting at it and he tells me that I am a great woman and any man would be lucky to have me. So should I tell him that I want to be with him and give him an ultimatum or do you think he would just discard me and get another side chick. Uh, yep. Yeah. Everything you said in your letter is true, so you already know the answer. I mean, even before you wrote in. Yeah, he'll probably just discard you and get someone else. Um, because the, the girlfriend that he has that lives out of town is obviously who he wants. But you signed up for this. You signed up for this. In your second line, this relationship is strictly sexual. You said it. You said we were bound to hook up sooner or later. We were bound to hook up sooner or later, really? I mean, you said you you have sex often. It's really good sex. You're the one who satisfies him. Yeah, you're doing all the work, but he was honest with you. He told you he had a girlfriend. He told you he had no plans to break up with her. He told you, and you accepted all of this. I mean, I get it. Things change because guess what? We as women aren't built for this. We aren't built like this. But you already know the answers. You, you have a, you're pretty. You have a beautiful body. You're very well educated. All that. You could easily be any man's prized possession. You recently turned 40. It's time for you to stop playing games. Okay, well, stop. Stop. Let this man go on and be with this woman that he's had uh, before you, since, and after you. And you go on at 40 and, and get your own man, okay? You, get your own man. You Just like you caught feelings for him because you were being so sexual and everything for him, you could catch feelings for someone else, okay? So get yourself together. Raise your self-esteem and get what you truly deserve. You already know this. Steve. This is a letter about a woman who's kidding herself. And, you know, I read these letters and I read them a little bit differently. I just don't like when a woman lies. I just don't like that. And sister, I hate to tell you this, but if you would just stop lying, you could be okay. I've been seeing the guys for eight months now and our relationship is strictly sexual. That's a lie. It's a lie. It, it's been stopped being strictly sexual for you quite some time ago. That's not true. When we first met, he told me he had a girlfriend that lives in another state and he had no plans on breaking up with her. He told you that. But she can't fulfill his needs when she's far away. All he said was, I be wanting to have sex sometimes and she ain't here to give it to me. But I have no intention of breaking up with her. Then she tries to backtrack. We first met at a club, and I would run into him at local parties. So we were bound to hook up sooner or later. Why? Bound. <laughs> bound. Why? <laughs> yeah. how, how, what that mean? I done ran up into a lot of people. Wasn't no bound to nothing. Right. <laughs> no. You wanted this from several events. You've looked over at him, and you made it up in your mind that you wanted him. What you mean we was bound to hook up sooner or later? You know how many times you see somebody all the time? You know how many people see somebody at work that's cute, but it ain't bound to be a hookup? We have sex often, and it's really good sex. 
I'm the one who satisfies his sexual needs and desires while his girlfriend is away. Excuse me, girlfriend, his girlfriend, the one he told you that he has no plans of breaking up with. I'm the one who satisfies his sexual needs and desires when his girlfriend's away. This is what gets women into trouble. See, women, you, you such, you're such nurturers. You oftentimes think that I can fix it. So since you have this problem with this woman being away so long and she can't supply your needs, I tell you what, I'm going to supply your needs. I got you while she is away. Now I got a problem, though, because when his girlfriend is in town, I often run into my guy and his girlfriend in the club or at parties. Said, what kind of small-ass town is this? Y'all must be staying in a little bitty-ass town. I have to see him all up on her dancing seductively and giving her public displays of affection right in front of me. It's his girlfriend that he has no intentions of breaking up with. You, why are you forgetting this here? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be in front of you. Because he ain't having an affair with you. He ain't told this to the girl. Hang on, Steve. Hold All that right. thought. Right. <laughs> Hold that thought. We'll I'm have good part- at this right here. Yeah. He told you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up in 23 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. I'm in too deep with this guy. Here's this lady been seeing this guy for eight months, lied to us right in the first sentence, said our relationship is strictly sexual. Nothing after this letter says it's strictly sexual. Uh, got a girlfriend living in another state, has no plans of breaking up with her. She can't fulfill his needs when she's so far away. So we met at a club, and I run up into him at a local party, so we was bound to hook up sooner or later. What? Who, who makes that damn statement? I, I keep seeing him everywhere. It must be a sign from the Lord. You've seen everybody <laughs> in that town, though. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go down to this Chick-fil-A, I see the same people down there. I ain't never thought. Well, they in here again. You are funny. Must be molding chicken. <laughs> I have a problem, though. When his girlfriend is in town, I run into the guy and his girlfriend in the club at parties. I got to see him all up on her dancing seductively and giving her public displays of affection right in front of me. That's cause, that's cause you knew the rules. You knew Mm. the rules from the beginning. He told you he has no intentions of breaking up with her. And when she in town, he ain't in your face cause she in town supplying his needs. You supply them when she ain't there. Now, it's become a real problem for me because I have realized that I'm catching feelings for this guy. Another lie. Another lie. I'm catching feelings for this guy. No, you caught him. Yeah. You been had him. You been had him. I have started to question myself because his girlfriend is pretty and she has a great body, but so do I. Mm, Okay, well... (laughs) I'm also very well educated and I could here's the line y'all I'm also very well educated and I could easily be any man's prized possession well you know why you're not first of all you are any man's prized possession (laughs) you are absolutely ta-da you are Mm -hmm. You are his prize, other possession. Mm-hmm. 
And you know why you're not the one, the number one? Because you don't act like a number one. See, you act like a number two. See, when you act like a number two, then you gonna be a number two. A woman only gets to be number one when she starts acting and behaving as a number one. As long as you behave and act as a number two, so shall it be. He told you. He had no intentions of leaving his girlfriend. You said, cool. You can have some of this anyway while she ain't here. Well, guess what? He still ain't leaving, honey. Keep bringing her to parties. And they dancing all seductively in your face. You're number two because you act like number two. The only way to be number one is you behave and act like number one. Am I being clear, ladies? Can I be any clearer to you? First of all, you're getting what you deserve because you're getting exactly what you wanted. You said we was bound to hook up sooner or later. I feel like I deserve this guy and I no longer desire to be his side chick. Mm. That's true. Those are probably real feelings you have. You no longer desire to be his side chick. But if he don't want you as the number one, what do we have here? See, ladies, here we go. You can want want a man to be your man, but if he don't want you to be his girl, what we got here? We just got you wanting something that he told you you couldn't have in the beginning. I have been hinting at it, and he tells me that I'm a great woman, and any man would be lucky to have me. So should I tell him that I want to be with him and give him an ultimatum? Yes. Yes. Mm. That's exactly what you should do. You should, because he just said you're a great woman, and any man would be lucky to have you. So should I tell him I want to be with him and give him an ultimatum? Yes. You should do exactly that. It's time. You're exactly right. It's time to go on and put it out there on the line. You should say this to him so you can find out the truth (laughs) that what he told your ass in the beginning is what he meant in the beginning. And you would be good for any man, any man but him. Right. He's taken. Or do you think he would just discard me and get another side chick? No, it ain't about another side chick. It's about the chick he got. He got you because you signed up for it. All you had to do was not sign up for it, and you'd have never been the side chick. And then maybe he'd have looked at you and went, wow, she a number one. Let me look into this. But since you bit into number two, number two it is. Safe at second base. You'll never make it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Steve. Good answer, Steve. Uh, You can email us, guys, or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. That's what I do. (laughs) Also, check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Wow. Now, stay tuned because coming up at 46 after the hour, uh, today kicks off Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Of course, it kicks off Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well. Carl is going to be here to help heighten the awareness of issues concerning breast cancer among African-American women. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so today is October 1st. Carla's here to tell us about how you're helping to heighten the awareness of issues of breast cancer among African-American women, Carla. That's right, Shirley. You guys know I am a tireless breast cancer 
awareness advocate. Yes. And I want to make sure that I'm constantly involved in raising awareness about the issues of breast cancer in African-American women, as well as provide information on community resources. There's so much information out there. So this Saturday, I will be in Chicago with our home station, V103. Yes, for the third annual Sister Struck breast cancer walk we will be in chicago shirley and i went last year actually on my birthday shirley uh-huh, uh-huh. we were there we uh-huh. great fun. yep mm-hmm. yep and so i will be there again this year this saturday and just some serious business listen studies show that african-american women are more likely to get breast cancer at a younger age and have a death rate from breast cancer higher than Caucasian women of the same age. But awareness of these issues will help the survival rate and early detection is the key. You hear that all the time about cancer, all cancers, early detection is the key. So if you are in the Chicagoland area, you can join me this Saturday, V103 at the Salvation Army Crocs Center, and you can register at v103.com, and the keyword is strut. And I will see you guys Saturday. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Needed information, as always. Always. Thank you, um, ma'am. Yeah. It was fun last year, though. We had a great time. It really was. But I just went home and put them in the <laughs> wash. That's all you worried about. That's not all you worried about. They were new sneakers, guys. <laughs> supposed to be out here strutting for a cause. You I was strutting right behind them. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh, we danced. Yeah, yeah we, we had, had good fun. Time. We really did have a great Raising time. Raising awareness. Yep. Yes, yes. Going home. Home, home, home. Yep. Yes, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was chilly, too. Yeah, it really was. You know was. how it is in the shy. You never know. We have know. two seasons, winter, winter and summer. That's and it. summer. That's it. And summer lasts it for, what, a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. No in between. Winter, winter lasts for that's 10. <laughs> no, no. fall. What'd you say, Tommy? No, no in between, just two seasons. That's it. Just winter yeah. and summer. That's it. Steve, you lived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> That's why he didn't want to say that. You, you get to bring back mad memory. Yeah. Ooh, Lord. The summers are so nice. Well, I wasn't up here for the damn summer. <laughs> I was up here when hail though. came to town. Yeah. Ooh, it was cold. Cold, cold, cold. It's the yeah. only place where they use hell to describe how cold it is. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell, I <laughs> All right, thank you, Carla. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about this new TV series that Academy Award-winning actor Forrest Whitaker is in. It's called Godfather of Harlem. We're going to talk about that at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Man, oh, man. There is Darling. a new show <laughs> on Epix, E-P-I-X. It. If you don't have this, uh, you can get it from your cable provider. It's called Epix. I, I had it. I didn't even know I had it. I was paying for it, but I never watched anything on it. But it's now, Epix. Epix. E-P-I-X. E-P-I-X. Yeah. Yo, where is it? Uh, it's on your TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's on your... One of your 30 TVs, guys. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, it, it comes through your cable company and, and everything, your cable provider. But, man, Steve, they have a show. Forrest Whitaker, you probably have been seeing the trailers about it. It's called Godfather of Harlem. At Hell first, yeah. It doesn't... But, what, but good, have man. I seen the, com- the show, the commercials on other channels? You probably have. You probably have. Yeah, you probably yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they bought packages everywhere. But it's the story of Bumpy Johnson out of New York. He ran Harlem 
uh, during the 60s, early 60s and 50s, I guess. And man, oh man, Steve, Forrest Whitaker, you know he, he, he won an Academy Award for playing uh, Idi Amin. So you know he can act. And Who's your, okay, let me ask you this. Go uh-huh. ahead. That boy can act. Who, uh, I'll ask you this after you tell the story. Okay. But anyway, it, it talks about Bumpy Johnson, uh, who ran Harlem. He was the godfather of Harlem. And uh, were there drugs involved and things like that? Yes, there were. Uh, and uh, he made, uh, like other groups, like other uh, Italians and people like that, if they wanted to do business in Harlem, then he had to get a cut of that. You know, they were running numbers. They were doing all kinds of stuff back during that time. But also, if you were a mother who had problems with her son and you needed, uh, you didn't have anywhere to go if you were a single parent, you would go to Bumpy. And let me tell you something, Bumpy Johnson <laughs> would go what? talk to the boy <laughs> and straighten it out. You know, I mean, just really, yeah, huh? Really, the guy playing Malcolm X is doing a good job. Oh, the oh yeah, I can't think of his name Ooh. off the hand uh, offhand, but he's doing a, a great job as well. I mean, yes. it, Steve, it is so good. I had no idea. I mean, we saw American Gangster, of course, with Denzel right. talking about Frank mm-hmm. Lucas, but this he yeah. came a little after Bumpy Johnson, and yeah, I know I heard of Bumpy Johnson because Lawrence Fishburne played him in uh, the, the movie Hoodlum, right? But yeah, yeah. he was. A good one but too. the reason that uh, American Gangster was so good, because you know, this a lot of them people still alive. Oh, uh, to you talk know, about it, yeah, yeah, you know, because Denzel went and talked to Frank Lucas uh-huh. when he was getting ready for the part. Mm-hmm. He had done time and gotten out. Yeah, yeah. So it was You're real, right. real yep. interesting. But that dog on Bumpy though. Woo! I had no idea, Steve. I had no idea. I mean, Bumpy's I <laughs> truly believe that Forrest Whitaker is Bumpy Johnson. <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you this. You haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to tell you this. He carried a switchblade. That's all and I'm going to say. And he lethal with it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He lethal with it. That's all I'm going to Steve, you have, you, everybody, you have to check the Forrest Whitaker. Man, what, what Forrest an un- Whitaker does nothing that's not believable. Thank you. I've right. never right. seen him do a bad anything. Okay, yeah. here's the question I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with Tommy, the actor on the show. Uh-huh. Top three favorite actors, Tommy. Woo. Denzel, Pacino, and... <sighs> I won't be ignored, Dan. <laughs> Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn Close. Oh, yeah. Ah. Glenn Close. Glenn Close a beast, man. Yeah. Did you see attraction. her in The Wife? Oh. Glenn Close. Man. Yeah, she was Glenn good Close in The Wife. Glenn Close is a beast, dog. Oh, I'm listening. Nothing yeah. like that. Okay, let's, I want to hear yours, Steve. That's three. To top three. Nah, Come on, right top three. Let's hear it. Mess me up. Oh. Come on, Uncle. Let's see. Denzel is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. What can you uh, do? Don Cheadle is number oh, two. Oh, God. He was okay. That boy can act. Can he? And then number three is Forrest Whitaker. And then number four is Sam Jackson. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And then number five was going to be uh, Well, we'll we'll come back. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. I love Lawrence, but I'll tell you who else I love, too, though. That dude that played uh, Martin Luther King. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. That's right. Oh, I thought you were going to say Daniel. He's a beast. All right, uh, listen. Coming up, we'll continue this conversation. Coming up, more music, more fun. We'll be back at 20 minutes after the hour right here on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, before we went to break, uh, you were asking uh, Tommy about his uh, list of favorite well, actors. You know, Tommy's I mean, list is more, uh, you know, well, I agree with him when he said Al Pacino. I didn't I didn't like that laugh with Glenn Close. No, what he said. What? Glenn Close is beast. You saw Basic Instinct, right? <laughs> I don't give a damn. Like one of my favorite <laughs> that actors. was Sharon Stone. That was Sharon Stone. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, You're talking about Fatal, fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yes. Fatal yeah, I Attraction. I saw that, but that was all that good ass acting. I was married to that before, so. <laughs> That's why. Shut up. You already knew who that kid was. I got somebody. Uh, could have been not, that. Get out of here. Yeah, Crazy. I, I got somebody could have been that. I'd have seen that for real. That ain't no acting. <laughs> but you was right about Jeffrey up. Wright, though. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright's the beast. Oh, yeah. my God. I think he's so underrated. He really Jeffrey is. is. No, he really, he really is. Really no, is. I'm going to really, tell you, man, who's really, really a great actor. Who? Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Listen to me, man. Yes. Yeah. Ali. I see this new movie. But that movie, yeah. Concussion. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, the NFL. This yeah. dude mm-hmm. right here, man, in Concussion? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Will yes. Smith was, I, Will it was good. so unbelievable. Yeah, it was. He has a new one coming out, too, Gemini Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, that, I, like, I like I like. I like. Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like him. But I, I don't really know nobody's name, so that's why I can't pick them. I just only pick dudes I know. Uh, when we come back, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, let's yeah. get to some entertainment news. R. Kelly says he wants out of jail. He says he wants out because his health is failing, guys. Um, R. is back Uh, In court, he's going back to court for a second try at getting out, pending his various trials, claiming his health has been compromised behind bars. Uh, Who in there don't want out, though? (laughs) Exactly. His lawyers (laughs) just filed a new uh, legal doc uh, obtained by uh, TMZ in which they outline his various medical issues, including numbness in one of his hands, anxiety, and an untreated hernia. Uh, Our lawyer, Steve Greenberg, claims that uh, Robert is not receiving adequate medical treatment in jail and calls the conditions of his confinement stifling. Yeah, I I believe that. I I believe what he's saying is true. But let me share a couple things. Okay. Go down the list of his symptoms again. Oh, his hand, um, uh, numbness in his hand. I've been to jail. In one of his hands. I've been to jail. My hand was numb because I was sitting on it all night. Okay. That's <laughs> happened to me. Next yeah. symptom. An- anxiety, Steve? <laughs> anxiety. Everybody in jail is a- a- uh-huh. got anxiety. Yeah. yeah. It's called jail. <laughs> it's called jail. Everybody, yes. ain't nobody in there chilling. Yeah. Well, everybody in it. there got anxiety. <laughs> what yeah. else he got? Future? And an untreated hernia. What are you going to do about that? Hell yeah. Everybody got hernia. That's straining my ass off in there. Yeah, because I stayed in there for a weekend, and let me tell you something. I got a hernia because I got constipated because I didn't go to the bathroom because it was over there in the corner, Uh and I wasn't pulling my pants down in that corner because I was young. So I had a hernia when I got out and went home. I got my hernia at the house. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. yeah, trying to go to the bathroom. You constipated, you gonna get a hernia if you really constipated. So, and now to say all that, uh, oh. And, I understand where all coming from. Well, and, uh, you know, he he also, you know, he lives with these two girlfriends, uh, but only one of them is allowed to be on his visiting list. And after 90 days, he's required to switch. Now, he did confirm to TMZ the woman who is currently on the list is Azriel Clary. 
though Jocelyn Savage has to wait it out before she can visit him. Oh, she there. She just, to, she just in the car outside. What'd he say? <laughs> <laughs> he asked about me. Wow. <laughs> I don't really know nothing about this. And I'm like, I, I just found out a couple weeks ago that he was in jail. I didn't even know it. I'm going to quickly get to the Stacey Dash story, Steve, before we run out of time. She was arrested for domestic violence in Florida over the weekend. According to TMZ again, uh, law enforcement sources say that Stacey allegedly punched and slapped her husband, uh, attorney Jeffrey Marty, and uh, they saw scratches on his left arm. Stacey told the 911 operator that she had been assaulted by her husband. Uh, she claims the husband's 15-year-old daughter got in her face, and that started the whole situation. The couple has been married for a year. This is Stacey's yeah. Yeah, fourth marriage. You got to whoop the 15-year-old ass, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to make a sample out of the 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, our last break of the day, and then Steve will leave us with some closing remarks. That's coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, our last break of the day on this Tuesday. It's been a good day. Yeah, really, really good day. Yeah, good day. Uh, so time for you now to let us go home, finish yeah, our day with you some know, closing. I, I want to talk to everybody about um, your relationship with God. You know what, man? Um, listen to me. On the real, just as a real dude talking to you, it's the most important relationship you can form because the deal about a relationship with God, here's the truth of the matter. He is the one entity that's for real and forever. Now, you may find your soulmate and you all may stay married until you die. And that, that's cool. Some people think they find them and something happens and it don't last till they die or uh, uh, Divorce is 50% high. Most people don't honor the commitments that they say at the altar to death do us part, richer for poor, better, sickness and health and all of that. They just don't. God does every single thing he says he's going to do. He do it. So what I'm saying is this relationship that you can have with God that you don't have to tell anybody else about will be the most solid relationship you'll ever form. My relationship is God is better than my relationship with my best friend who happens to be my wife. But guess what? I can tell God anything. I might as well tell him he already know. The other thing about him is when my wife ain't around, God can help me. Here's another thing. When your best friend or the person you think is the coolest in the world don't have an answer for you, God has an answer. So what I'm telling you is 100% real. This relationship that you form with God, it'll be the most important relationship you can. Now, here's the deal. You do not have to go to church to have the relationship. You can start the relationship now. Now, is church good? Of course it is, especially if you find a good church, Bible-based the man up there really love God and can give you some real leadership, some scriptures. They can teach you stuff. They have Bible study. They got prayer classes. They got everything. You know, they got people that can help you. I, that's, I'm not knocking that at all. It's very, very important. But here's the deal. You can start a relationship with God right where you are. And I strongly suggest if you haven't found a church 
that you can find God without a church. You can. He's available. God is out here. He's everywhere. He's in everything. He's in nature. He's in the sky. He's in water. He's the creator of everything. His presence is real. But here's what you got to do. To form a relationship with God, I want you to stop allowing people to tell you what God think. Beware of this. You know, God thinks that you, don't nobody know what God thinks. This, this is the first sign that you're talking to somebody who tells you what God think. I can assure you they don't know what he thinks. They don't know. Who knows what God thinks? Nobody. Who knows how he works? Nobody. Who knows exactly what or how he'll do it? Nobody, because his ways is so far above and far away from ours, it's it's unexplainable at times. That's why when something happens in your life that's unexplainable, when something happens in my life that's unexplainable, that's positive, it's always him. Because he's unexplainable. Stop allowing people to tell you what God think about you, what God think about your actions, what God think about your ways. Stop allowing them to tell you what God thinks about your path. Stop allowing people to tell you what God thinks about your choices. Because guess what? They don't know. Form a relationship with God. He'll walk with you. He'll be available to you. He'll share things with you. He'll give you answers. He'll fix it for you. God can do all of this, man. And look, I'm just telling you as a real dude, I ain't faking the funk with you. I'm just telling you as a real imperfect dude what God can do for you. You need a relationship with God. He is really real. Stop thinking that God has abandoned you. Listen to me. I don't abandon you. If you look at it real close, if you really observe your life, you've turned away from God. If you don't feel God, it's because you ain't turned on him and called on him. You cannot call on him and he don't show up. He would love to be that for you. But if you never call on him, he is a God that gives us the power of choice. If you choose not to call on him, he does not barge in. God is powerful. Now, God could make us do anything, but he created us in his image with the power of choice. And he will not take that choice from you because he said he would give you that. He said he'd give it to you, so that's what he do. So he's given you the power of choice. You can decide to have a relationship with him or you can decide not to have the relationship with him. I strongly suggest that you form this relationship. Steve, who I do that? Go to a quiet place in your car, in your bathroom, in your backyard, on your porch, somewhere, and say, God, I need you. I need you. And just keep whispering his name. Say it out loud if you can. He comes right away. He comes right away. And then tell him what you want. Tell him what's wrong. Pray ain't hard, man. You ain't really got to be on your knees to say a prayer. You could be driving. Form a relationship with God, man. It's really, really cool. I'm telling you, it starts with a simple, hey, God, I need you. Starts right there. I'm tired. I can't think of nothing else. I've done the best I can, and I'm out of answers. I need you. Come to me. Show me how to get to you. That's all you got to do. It's real simple. Just give it a try. Those are my closing remarks. That's it. Drop it. That's great, huh?
Hey, that's it. Hey, y'all have a great weekend. Don't forget, talk to God. He'd love to hear from you. Bye. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 